Welcome to Medicine Mondays, bringing you wisdom to elevate your consciousness and co-create planetary healing together for the next seven generations. Hello everybody, it's Dominique Blackwolf here with another episode of Medicine Mondays. I am bringing in my beautiful sister, Nichelle. I'm going to be calling her in right now. And let's see, add viewers. So as I get these technical difficulties rolling, bear with me, please. I need to invite her. There we go. Okay. All right, so welcome everybody. We're gonna be taking a deep look at an indigenous perspective on Thanksgiving. And uh, it's Thanksgiving week, as many of us know. Uh, Thanksgiving is gonna be on Thursday. And so it's coming up in a few days. And I know as an indigenous woman, I have been severely triggered in the past. Um, specifically from uh, my daughter. Here we go. And she's coming, adding her on now. Moon Sister, Nichelle Moonshadow. So she's popping on right now. And uh, so grateful to bring this other Indigenous sister onto the show. Uh, this is really a pleasure. The Lunar Sisters are uniting. And uh, we're going to be here to shed some light on the darkness as the moon tends to do you know what I'm saying so uh, yeah I'm really excited to be sharing this with you guys um, James set I think that's how you say your name I'm from California there she is hi hello sister how are you I'm good how are you good this still healing but like working through it girl like Holy downloads, like, it's been a healing process, but it's beautiful. I'm grateful. At first, I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to share with people what you're experiencing right now for those that um, aren't following your journey and, and that could start? Yeah. Um, so uh, three weeks ago, I got woke up Sunday morning and with Bell's palsy. Half of my face was completely numb. Um, wasn't really functioning at all for that whole first week. Um, so, um, Bell's palsy is a really interesting, um, healing process. Um, some people, you know, get it for a few days and some people get it for months. Um, and it can be triggered by, um, infection or virus. And I haven't been sick for a long time and they checked on my blood and everything was fine. Um, but it can also be triggered by immense, immense overload of stress. And that um is something that i'm really good at carrying and and uh the last few months have been really intense and so my body finally was just kind of like hey hello it's time pause so um yeah just working through it and um if you guys have ever experienced it or um if you just kind of want to be up to date on kind of that healing process you can always check out nichelle moonshadow um, and I do every few days, I do a little update on the healing process and what that's like. So we're finally starting to get feeling back. Um, and now it's just like 
getting the nerves to remember how to move all of this. Good. Wow. I am like in awe of your strength and your ability to transmute this thing that most people would let like kind of run over their, their life and their mentality. And you're just like, no, like this is my healing path. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to learn something from this and share it with the world. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. been a process. Lots of emotions. It's crazy. Um, we as humans, we're just good at holding stuff in, you know, it's just the facts and that's how we're programmed. And eventually everyone's body has a breaking point. Mine yeah. took about 25 years. <laughs> wow. So, so you're only, how old are you? Um, I'm almost 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. So wow. but like some of the stuff that's been coming through and processing and healing this was stuff literally um, from like way old. Um, I was taken from my biological mother almost three and adopted. And so there's been like lots of emotion, old stuff that I didn't even hold in acknowledgement that's coming out through this process. So um, I'm really excited to be sharing all that because this is this process has been another puzzle to my book that's being written. And so it's it's intense, man. Wow. So much honor and healing to you and oh, your process. You, yeah, absolutely. I think it's no coincidence that, uh, you know, you're working through this stuff so that other people like most people wouldn't be comfortable being in such a, a public appearance in the way that you are. Um, with with this going through and the fact that you're so transparent with that, I think gives a lot of, of hope to to those that are experiencing that. So thank you so much for yeah, standing up like you. that. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate it. Thanks. I love, I just, that's it. It's like humans, we forget that we need to be transparent. We need to show, we need to share. That's how we, uh -oh. that's how we get through it, girl. <laughs> uh oh, I feel you on that. And that's, that's a big part of, of, of this show is working through the transparency and seeing the medicine in all aspects of the spectrum of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I brought you on to this show, A, because you're a powerful Indigenous woman, and I really wanted to get uh, some dialogue about, uh, about our feelings around Thanksgiving. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know, like, what, what tribe you're connected to and, and your, a little bit about your lineage. Um, yeah, of course. So first, let me say thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm super excited. Thank you. Um, and uh, so my lineage, uh, my biological mother, she was half Mayan and half Northern Cheyenne. And so that's where the indigenous blood comes from on that side. Um, and then my father is... Um, basically all of the the white integrated Heinz of German and Irish and that that kind of lineage um so a big part of me after being adopted as I said when I was really young coming in <clears throat> coming into um the medicine was it was a challenge because uh my mom that brought me in didn't she was not aware of that type of heritage and lineage and you know having this little girl that you take in come into your house I'm sure was a little nerve-wracking for her having this little girl be like hey yo I'm seeing I'm seeing spirits and they're talking to me 
and I'm like touching them and they're touching me and, and all these experiences. Right. And she was kind of like, she, she didn't know what to do or how to help in that way. So instead it was like, it's not real. It's not real. Um, so a lot of my teachings actually through the medicine that I do are literally ancestral taught through spirit. Um, and it's amazing to me how receptive I still was to that, um, being encouraged to shut it off, um, and still be able to collect the teachings from spirit. And, and I've been able now up to this point to be able to work with, um, some, some people from different tribes and, and one from the Northern Cheyenne. And as I was channeling and talking to him, some of the words I was saying, he was like, how do you know those words? And I was like, it's all just, it, it's channeled. The ancestors come through and they, they, and he was like, those words aren't taught to our people anymore. You, whatever those guides are, whoever they are, you need to listen to them. Whatever they say you do. I'm like, yeah, I kind of picked that up a few years ago. <laughs> um, so it's really, it's amazing if we're open, if we're open to that realm to accept with open hearts, then what really is capable of happening? Um, because even a lot of, a lot of people now I work in, uh, internationally with some of the world's most amazing medicine men and women. And I've had them ask me, how do you know how to do that? Where did you learn? And I'm like, yeah, so there's this thing, uh, <laughs> spirit spirit teaches and, and just works through me. I'm just the conduit, you know? And I think once we all accept that, that we literally are just conduits in these physical vessels, then we, we can literally accomplish anything and everything, but it's acceptable. Yeah. I feel you on that. I mean, I, there is no, um, doubt in my mind of why we've been connected oh, because yeah. we have so much overlapping just hearing you say your story I'm like wow like no wonder we're moon sisters <laughs> like right? I, have, I share so much similar similarity with the medicine bundles that I carry and mm -hmm. with my experiences and even with my matrilineal lineage being from uh my my mother is is native I, I don't carry the Mayan ancestry, but I do carry a, a Klamath tribes from Southern Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah. But my father is European. So I do have a very similar like background and not raised in the tradition at all. And it's a remembering. And I've noticed that the more, like you said, we tap into that deep remembering, we are tapping into ancestors that have been waiting for those of us that are ready to actually like listen. Right. And just allow it to come through. Yeah. Yeah. The medicine. So like, for instance, your flute, right? That's a huge medicine, right? How long have you been playing flute? I've been playing flute for about eight years now. Okay. And I listen to it and I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. Right. And um, I, I love it. Like I'm honored that, and I'm, I, I love that you share it. You know, you share your medicine with the world, right? And for me, I kept getting visions for years. I've gotten visions of me in past lives playing a flute. And sister, I've never played a flute 
in my life until three and a half months ago. And you've heard my flu. I've heard your flu. You are good, girl. That is a remembering. That is a deep remembering. Yeah. And like three and a half months. So, and I was like, when they first told me to pick it up, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> You want me to what? Like, I don't know how to do this. And it was releasing my human self saying this isn't, you know, my doubts aren't real. And when I like, it was weird, I grabbed my flute. And when I like took a deep breath, and I said, Okay, I'm willing to accept and open. It literally was like my human self was like, bye. And this elder woman came into me and I took a deep breath. And it was just like, and I, I was I literally like hurried and put it down. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> <gasps> wow. So it is, it's all a remembering, right? And you with eight, eight years, I listen to your, your, your songs and they are ancient, ancient, old, old, old. And like feeling and hearing you, there's times I'm like crying. And I, when I listen, I like shut it down. I go in my space, right? Cause I can't play right now. Like I usually do. And so like, you're my flute for me right now. So thank you so much. Oh, thank so you. much. Thank you. Um, and when I hear oh, it, thank I you so much. Hear it because you feel, you feel the medicine, you feel the healing, you feel the love and your, even your human stuff. I watch some of your videos. I watch you leave and like, your ancestor comes in and I'm like, boom, it's on. Receive, receive. <laughs> boom, it's on. That's right. Well, let's let's talk about the ancestors. Let's let's bring into this dialogue, you know, the the ancestors and what happened. A when the pilgrims came, which this whole story that we're told, right? And yeah. and the reality. And and I'm curious what your experience has been in your remembering of what really went down and not what the history books told us. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, there's always controversy, right? Because we're always taught the, the history classes of school. Um, but realistically they don't go into the facts of the nitty gritty of, of, of the fact that when, the pilgrims came over into our native lands, it wasn't the picture perfect. We're giving you baskets of food. We're giving you clothing. We're giving you blankets. We want you to, to be strong and, and we want to give you shelter and all of these things. It wasn't that at all. It was another form of what we register or what we are taught as slavery, right? Um, being forced into um boarding schools and they it wasn't a matter of for thanksgiving it wasn't a matter of them giving us food they wiped out our buffalo on all the plain lands to starve us right they took our winter food of survival and then they they gave us blankets and clothing with with plagues with with viruses um and and then taking the children from their families and shoving them in boarding schools and and horrifically 
beating them. And as, as we know, um, or, or maybe some of you watching don't know how important even hair is in our, in our heritage, right? Our hair is, keeps us connected to our ancestors, keeps us connected to the spirits and, and carries the energy and lineage of our, our medicine and our power. And the first thing they did was cut the boys' hair and shave them off or completely just like deface in our culture that is defacing them, right? Um, I get asked all the time because, and I think you've seen pictures of my youngest boy with his long braids. He's got long hair. When it's out of his braids, it's down to his butt and he's only three. And uh, in our culture, you know, we believe that when a, when a boy is born with a natural mohawk, you don't ever cut it because one, it's a natural warrior. That is a sign of a natural born warrior and leader. And two, that is his medicine, ancient old medicine that he is bringing into this lifetime. So he literally had like no hair on the sides and straight down the middle. And I looked at him and I was like, whoa. And keep in mind, my youngest was a month early preemie, a little four pound guy and spent a month in the NICU. And so like, he was strong, you know, like the, the, the nurses were putting needles in him and he was pulling them out. He was like, no, no medication. Like he did not want them to mess with him. He's like, I'm here to stay. I don't know what y'all are doing. Like, <laughs> I don't need that. Um, so we've never cut his hair. I've never, ever cut his hair. And, uh, I'm no longer with his father. Um, and we go around because he's like, why do you cut the older one's hair, but you won't cut the youngest? I'm like, because how they come into this world is a big part of that. Right. Um, and so, you know, back in the history, it wasn't a matter of letting them be free at any means. It wasn't a matter of letting our people be free. It wasn't a matter of doing good for and to them. It was conformity. What can we take from them? They are not their own beings. We were called savages, right? Like you look at even the definite, like the European definition, definition of savage. And then you look at our people and it makes you question, like, who was the real savage? Who, real. who were, where did that go? So I think, I, I think history book versus reality is night and day different. Night and day different. Colonels were getting awarded medals for how many of our people they could completely massacre and rake up in a pile and hide in some mounds of hill. There are mounds and mounds of tribal members all over our lands that still have never even been found. They're still finding hundreds of years old of bodies under mounds of dirt and they don't say anything. They keep it all hidden. And when I go into past life regressions and I go into these things, um, healing uh, with people, I like, it's hard to not get super emotional 
with my clients because somewhere down their lineage, they're on one end of the, of the spectrum of either the murderers or the survivors, you know? And that's, uh, that it, it's, it, it's sad and heartbreaking with what energies have still continued to recycle and carry through in our society's lives. Yeah, and in our own lineage, feeling that uh, pain of the ancestors is something that uh, was part of my initiation. Mm -hmm. I experienced um, actually through uh, sweat lodge um, memories. Yeah. And then I was taking a Native American studies class in college, and that's when my subconscious and my conscious mind actually finally merged the two and was and, and I got the realization of the severity of mm -hmm. it really being worse than the Holocaust. Yeah. It, it was it estimated that 100 million Natives died and only about 30 million died in the Holocaust. Right. So, well, you know, the, the major battle that is hard to comprehend. Yeah. Even the major battles that are in our history books, they don't even come close to the actual numbers of casualties. Not even close. And, and you, you look at that and you're like, why are we so defaced? Why is that? And it's still, I mean, it's still happening today. You know, it doesn't ever stop. It's continued to go and go and, and no one ever does anything about it. And that's exactly why I wanted to create this episode so that we can do something about it, even if it's just talking about it and bringing light to it. Mm -hmm. Just the awareness, the yeah. first step of the awareness is uh is necessary in order to move forward because right now we're at a time in our civilization of we're having to deconstruct all of these old ideas and we have to face those aspects of rage and grief and pain and it's freaking uncomfortable yeah you oh know my gosh yes crying and bleeding out of my womb like I feel like I'm going to like you know die <laughs> feeling the pain of all these ancestors and then on the other side also feeling the guilt of my white ancestors yes absolutely so it's interesting you bring that up because through this Bell's palsy experience um the second day in, it was only day two, and uh, my, my fiance, Elijah, was massaging me, trying to get the blood flow and movement, and I started going into past life work and healing, and when that was happening, my body literally felt all of it, and I, I'm sure if, you if we would have videoed it, it would like someone would have watched it and been like, what is happening? You know, um, because I went through so many years on both ancestral sides, like you said, where I literally felt um, my body get skewered onto a stake and my body burned. And it literally felt like I was screaming. Um, I was screaming because it literally felt my body was on fire burning to death. I was drowned, strangled, smothered. The back of my head was bashed in with a rock. My right arm, you know those um, 
those like super old like 1600 style European body pull apart where they pull the bodies apart I was in one of those and my right arm got pulled off completely ripped off my left leg was chopped off um I made like I mean like crazy 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 stuff and I went through again both ancestral sides of that and by the time we were done that night uh, I, I couldn't move like my body I was like just bawling and crying and I just like was sweating and I was like are I had to like make sure I was actually in my current bed like this human realm <laughs> back and I'm like touching to make sure I'm still in one piece I mean it was intense but um, to feel what our ancestors have gone through was it, it literally was days of just like a fog to me because I was so uh, emotionally attached still to all of those things that had happened um, and seeing and actually feeling them, you know, because we can be told the true facts of history. And for me to actually physically feel them was a whole nother realm of reality of hitting like this is actual history like these people really felt those things that I felt and I I couldn't even imagine actually enduring that even though my body I mean it, connecting those dots was really really intense so how did you move through it um so lots of um ancestral healing lots of um connecting with the ancestors I, I remember so it took me two days just to process that night of healing like it took me two full days of like I gotta process what the hell just happened and then after that two days I came into my own healing treatment room and it was almost like a powwow conference type thing where I literally sat in the middle of this room that I'm in right now and I called in the ancestors and I called in the elders and I called in all the guides and it was like just a huge circle, like a powwow, right? Circle of them all around me. And, and it was really interesting to me how segregated they even were with my masculine ancestors, right? From my, uh, paternal side and then my maternal side was on this side of the room and it I mean it was just intense like some of them still carry anger and hurt and all of these things right and they're like totally mad dogging the ones on this side of the room and they're mad dog like and I'm like sitting in the middle by myself as like mediator I'm like okay no spiritual war in this room, please. We are healing and squashing this right now. <laughs> um, and I was in here for quite a while and just like talking through it. And I remember I was channeling some native, uh, some native American language, some Mayan language, um, some like super old. And it, I, I don't, cause I, I can speak German, but it wasn't German. It was another European type of language. Um, and they're like all just talking in English. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so much. Um, and that alone 
still isn't done, you know, because we, we took a chunk of it and it was great. That big chunk that we handled that day. So I could go on to the next day, but there's so much ancestral pain that each and every one of us carries that, uh, I don't think we even know how to fully address yet. Yeah, it definitely is a process and an unfolding and it, it doesn't necessarily happen like overnight no <laughs> but getting the tools of knowing how to call in those ancestors i think is really important that some as a path that both you and i are on of sharing that with the people of giving them these tools of opening dialogue right of creating this connection and honor and the the biggest piece like you said was the the initial experience of the remembering and then and then having the tools to have your parties meet right whatever your lineage is and to kind of bring them together and something my ancestors told me when I first felt them both present I was in Hawaii and I was in a retreat called ancient voices mm -hmm. and during this retreat part of the way that the ancestors worked through me is through song and so they give me these songs and I sing and um, all like ancient languages like you're talking about. And after I was singing, I felt them both in the room. And it was a very similar energy of how you were saying it. Yes, there was like, <laughs> like, damn, like, but, <laughs> but here's the thing is that we were, I realized I was created in love mm -hmm. and and through that love of creation, the DNA mixing, literally my DNA is the bridge of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is part of the medicine, I believe, that is carried in these mixed bloods that are walking the planet, which is like most of us nowadays. Yeah. Unless you're living in a, in a um, indigenous or um, segregated community. Mm-hmm. And even then... So there's a lot, even then, you're still carrying those ancestrals because look at the, again, you go back into history and those women that were forced onto reservations, right? Those children that were forced into boarding schools, it's disgusting the percentage of them that were raped, right? They were raped or they were beaten or all of these things. And then, and then they had to have the babies that were of both lineages right? And there's so many people still walking this earth and it doesn't even matter your, your, what you claim as your dominant race. You still have mixes of other race in there and that you don't claim because it's almost a shameful thing or it's, or it's, you don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that you're absolutely right. We all carry a different form of, of one side of the coin. And what's coming up for me right now, uh, Spirit's telling me to bring up the fact that this is a pattern that's been going on for a very long time in humanity. Oh, and yeah. now is the time where we can deconstruct these patterns and we have the ability to instantly share like this, mm -hmm. these insights and to transmute and, and shift the pain and the anguish and we have this opportunity now to kind of rewrite the storyline yeah because we've been playing out these stories 
for generations and generations and generations, even even amongst tribes, you know, before before the white people came, there was still conflict. There was still, um, you know, slaves, right? That yeah. still existed in some tribes. So this is a thing that is a common thread in humanity. And mm-hmm. I believe is something that we have the opportunity now to really redefine how we want to relate to each other and really remember that we are all related, right? right? For all my relations, like that literally means we're all related. Yeah. Yep. And um, just simply like, simply accepting it, being open to share, you know, like, like you said, we are here to shift the paradigm. We're here to make the changes. Um, we're in that time frame now of being able to say, now's the time of forgiveness. Now is the time for unconditional love and compassion and understanding and putting judgment out and saying judgment, like being able to face that judgment isn't real. It's not real. It's all illusion, right? Even even the smallest judgment that you carry on a daily basis, whether you're walking down the street and hold some judgment on something or someone that you see, it's not real. That is an illusion to you because realistically, even this, this human realm is an illusion. We have built it into an illusion. And so coming back to, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm coming back to actual source and what everything truly is and what it's meant to be. And that's something that's going to be the hardest for people to disconnect from is the illusion that they have been programmed. It's like, it's like I tell my clients, like we're all like individual computers in this one big computer, right? When, and when it's time to reprogram, you have to reprogram the whole program. You can't, or the computer, you can't just reprogram this much of it. It's not going to function correctly. You have to reprogram the whole thing and it takes time and it takes work. But when you have someone willing to do it, they come out on the other end. They're like, Oh shoot. I'm a new being. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same thing. And something that I work with with my clients is going back in through the timelines to the original places of wounding mm-hmm. and going through the lineage in that way and, and communicating and, and honoring and experiencing what happened to those ancestors and working from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to go, like you said, reprogramming the whole thing, like, like we carry so much and for us women, we carry it in our eggs. We, we are carry the stargate. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We <laughs> yes, are we are. The to universe, to higher source, to everything. Everything. So even like when when you were pregnant with your child, or when I was pregnant with any of three of mine, the emotions that I felt through that pregnancy was programmed into their DNA. And now they are carrying that. So I've realized now that, oh my gosh, like some of those emotions I had were really dense and let's work on that. And so like even some, even my kids, I've worked with them, like 
let's heal that DNA before you get to a point where it's going to be harder. So reprogramming mm -hmm. the DNA while you're open and receptive to it. Mm -hmm. And I've done similar stuff with my daughter, but something that has, I want to really honor the rage and the anger because in, in our society, I, I know that I'm perceived as a white woman. Mm -hmm. Even though I hold indigenous blood, I'm perceived as white, maybe mixed with something, right? And so I know that my perspective is not 100% from a colored woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I just want to honor that and, yeah. and recognize that, that, um, that that's where I'm coming from. But deep down, I feel that resonance with my indigenous bloodline. Right. Even though I come from northern tribes that are, you know, we're fairer tend to be. And um, anyways, my point in that is that the rage that is felt from society and not being able to control the way that society interacts with our children and teaches our children, and there are certain precautions that we can make, you know, if we want to homeschool our kids or whatever. Right. But you know, I'm not in a place to homeschool my daughter. So she's going to public school. And I'm doing my best to communicate with her teachers about what is um, offensive and not offensive mm -hmm. as an indigenous mother. Right. And around this time, Columbus Day oh, and Thanksgiving, it's the teepees and the feather headdresses, and I'm just like, can you please? Yeah. Can you please, like... And bless their hearts, they're trying, you know, right. American Indian Month or whatever that's they're what calling. That's what they're taught. I mean, realistically, let's be honest. Yeah. And I'm not, this is no way meant to be a racist comment, but majority of teachers are not of indigenous blood. They're not. So they are programmed already um, through schooling, public schooling, right? Because they public schools are only given permission to teach you certain things out of the certain books and so they've never stepped outside of this, of the teachings from public school to actually see what was the truth, right? And, they, and if they, I've, I've seen, uh, one of my really good friends was a teacher and she started teaching her class the truth, right? She got fired. She got fired because it wasn't curriculum. That is the stuff that our society, that are, you know, like, it kills me, right? It just gets you hot. You're like, oh. Yeah, like, yeah, because they, are, unfortunately, it's all, I mean, our government, realistically, our government is so corrupt. It's all, it's all just a game to them. And we are only allowed to be taught this, even I mean, realistically, even Bibles, right? Bibles were brought over by the Europeans. The original books of the Bible aren't even in the Bible anymore. Right? So, like, it's all conformity learning from school to churches to uh, religion to, I mean, all of it. It's all conformed. And once you start stepping out and really seeing the truth about all, you're like... We are so in a bad place. <laughs> this is not good. And the rage, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and it's really important to me 
to honor that part of the process for as long as necessary because it needs to all be surfaced in right. order to deal with it. But it's also necessary to not get caught in the loop of that. Yeah. And to okay. move through it, not like the, it can become like a vortex. A and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it can be very, very toxic. So there is a very fine line between, you know, an individual in their healing process of facing these wounds genetically and ancestrally and not getting caught in those wounding loops yep. and breaking that chain so that they can move through and they can live the life and take their power back. Because the truth of the matter is, is that once we really unite and take our power back, Oh, there's no way they're stopping us. That's why they were so no, scared of us. it's game on, girl. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's game on, girlfriend. And and the women are leading the way this time. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's so important because, and we talk about this in our, and I think you've seen, we talk about this regularly in our weekly talks, Elijah and I, on Medicine Muse, our Friday Facts Talk. We are so, like, it's constantly been a patriarchy left and right, but, like, it's, it has, it was never supposed to be that. It was never supposed to be that because naturally creator made it to where women are, our intuitiveness, our love, our, like we were meant, women realistically were meant to rule kingdoms, you know, like look back on even Egyptian times. You look back to, at, back at those pictoglyphs and the women have their hand out like this and the men are actually holding their hand up right they're actually like one and men in the in the pictoglyphs are one step behind the woman on the pyramids wow. women lead the way our intuitiveness leads the way men are the strength and support but women we're like let's do this like <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's always been like that um you know, even in, uh, in wilderness, in the, in the wild, women, like females, look at lions, for instance. Lions run it. The lioness runs the, 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 the pack, right? They run it. And, and, and we forget that. We forget that matriarchy is actually how it all started because, again, Women are the stargate. We live on Mother Earth. She provides everything for our survival. So exactly. it, it, it is. The women are coming back now. You know? Um, back in the day during, you, if we want to go back to when the pilgrims came over, women were asked by the warriors before they went out, they asked them, you know, like, what do you see? What do you feel? Which, which path should we go? You know, the major warriors, um, let's go to Sitting Bull. We can go to Crazy Horse. We can go to um, um, Spotted Elk, a, um, also known as Bigfoot. You know, all these major, major um, chiefs and warrior men asked the women for guidance. For suggestion, for, for the safety, you know? I mean, it's just, 
you we look at history and like where did we start totally disregarding all of that in my research i have found that it, it dates back to the point in uh after the druids got overrun it started in in europe and that's where a lot of this corruption kind of got seeded in Mm-hmm. And it was through um, the Roman Catholic Church. There was a lot of power taken away from the women because the Druid women were empowered. Those were like the tribes of the uh, the Caucasian race, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so they were very in tune with nature and, and very connected like that from the Celts. But uh, w- with the Roman Catholic Church and, and the Empire of Rome, that's really when women started being... Um, uh, more as property yep. and disregarded and a lot of seeds were planted there and I've been told that it started with when the women uh, were told to plug up their moon time mm-hmm. and to and to and that it was dirty right that right. the moon time was dirty and to plug it up okay uh, before that we were all bleeding on the earth and the earth was receiving our blood and uh, after that the, the women plugged up their moon time, they were taking away that connection with Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And that created a imbalance of blood being given to the Earth. Yeah. And in that imbalance, there was more war and more battles and more blood that needed to be shed in violence rather than through the moon time. And so that's why it's so important for me and, and my work to, to help my clients and my sisters uh, learn how to work with our moon time in a really sacred way and to give it back to the earth and back to the waters. I was told uh, in a, um, I forget which tribe had this prophecy, but that when the women begin to give our blood all back to the earth again, that it will create world peace. Right. Yeah. And again, it, like you, you said it perfectly, it's the balance. It is that balance of unity right of of the shared nutritional values of even mother earth like needing that um for the cycle of life we all hear about the cycle of life but again we're not taught the true cycle of life in schools and stuff you have to actually outsource and talk to your elders not your parents not your grandparents you know like elders that come from not necessarily just indigenous lineages, but lineages that actually remember and know the medicine of the cycle of life, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So- and nature and Mother Earth. And the reason why it's, it's more accessible and a lot of people resonate with learning from the indigenous elders, you know, the 13 grandmothers, you know, they're gaining traction and it's amazing that they're spreading these messages is because the indigenous peoples of North and South America were kind of like the last ones to hold on to those teachings. I believe India still had some, but India kind of had some complications with the caste system and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know Africa also has a lot of connection um, with, with the earth and, and the natural cycles um, those are the three main that were able to kind of maintain that in their culture without having um, so much influence re- until recently, until the past few hundred years. Right. And that's very, very recent in human history. Yeah. 
I was speaking with a brother uh, last weekend. He's from Zimbabwe. And he was telling me about the atrocities of his people. He was speaking, sister, the exact same story of our people, mm-hmm. of the natives. But it happened in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And it just happened 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I can't remember the name of the of the town city now in Africa. 20 just 20 years ago when we were kids. 20 years ago, massacre in Africa and they were um taking the the children of anyone that their family lineage or last name that they had <clears throat> their ancestors had sinned, right? They're ripping the children from the families and giving them to religious priests to use as sex slaves and whatever else, you know? And you're just like, 20 years ago, and it's still happening today. It's like... Let that sink in. It's still happening today. And yes. this is why we need to bring light to these subjects, shine yeah. light on that darkness. Yeah. So while we all don't know. People, yeah. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. Ignorant bliss. So all these people that are more worried about spending time with their families for Thanksgiving this week or how many gifts and how much money can we spend on Christmas this year, right? The holiday season so corrupt and ugly now that we literally, as a society, as humanity, can't take the time to step back and be like, where is a place in need this year? You know, like, think about how much money just food industries alone make on the week of Thanksgiving. And Keep in mind, they're poisonous foods. For real. Like, Let's just inject everybody with all the hormones and yeah, GMOs. Like, like, straight up, let's see how much money we can spend on food that is going to kill you instead of how can we help somewhere else? How, like... Even 10 families, think about just 10 families, that's it. 10 families. And what 10 families would spend on Thanksgiving dinner, realistically, in average, is going to be probably, you know, $300, right, ish. Three, so $3,000, $3,000. Where could $3,000 go? Just from 10 families. That's like, set, let that one set in there. Yeah, for a lot a lot of people, that would be like an oh, entire year. An entire year. $3,000 could get how many women out of, uh, women and children out of sex slavery or trafficking? right? $3,000 could get how many people shelter? Like 10 families. That's it. 
but our world not even just the united i mean the united states is like its own whole storm but on a worldly aspect you know i mean it's it's crazy the greed the corruption the ego just all of these ugly ugly aspects of human existence that can't step back and be like where where can i help what can mm -hmm. i do mm -hmm. and ultimately deep in our hearts a lot of those listening right now they want to know what they can do mm -hmm. right i'm speaking for you guys right now but i i'd like to think that a, a lot of us are thinking you know what can i do and how can I change it when my family's already spending that money anyways and I'm not gonna be able to change their mind? You know, families are set in their ways. And on top of that, it I, I it is important that we embody gratitude and have gratitude that we have a family to be yeah. or that we have money to buy food. But how can we as an individual take away from this session that we're listening to and right. for me uh spirit's telling me that uh there is a call of action that is necessary right now and that call of mm -hmm. action is to each one of you that is listening to this or listening to the replay to take just ten dollars just ten dollars yeah if we it. have a hundred people right donate ten dollars that's a thousand dollars that we can put to a charity and that charity can help get women out of trafficking and children yeah. or that can help Let's not even feed go a family into of a third world country, you know, like, yeah, not even going. Do you know any country. charities that um, maybe we could find a charity and, and have a call of action in the comments and that way um, people can actually do something about it. Cause as much as it's important to talk about stuff, it's also important to follow it up with action because yeah. that's how change happens. Yeah, I tell people the three, my three A's, um, acknowledgement, accountability, and action. Yeah, that's it. Three, that's it. That's it, girl. That's it. That's it. So yeah. I think that that is really like a great place to leave this conversation and to, to let that sink in and um, to, uh, we will post a charity that you guys can donate to in the comments. And is there anything else that you would like to share uh, right before we close this out? You know, I just want all of you that, you know, this week while you're with your families, while you're spending that divine time, you know, sharing your love, um, you know, be thinking like, ask your families, ask while you're all sitting at a table. We, some of us have big families. Some of us have little families put the discussion out there on the table. Like, how do you think we can help? You know, you, if it's next month for Christmas season, whether it's next year for Thanksgiving or throughout the year, not just charities, but even as a family, you know, like that's one thing that we aren't doing as a family is coming together and also asking as a whole, like how can our family help another family? that doesn't come up. So when you're spending that time, like bring it up, talk about it. Cause again, we can talk about all these issues, right? 
But the truth of the matter is it's time to take action. We're in the time to take action and make the shift happen. So um, thank you, Dominique, so much for uh, allowing me to be here and sharing this, this conversation with you. And um, I think we, you know, I think we have so much to share and so much to talk about just on all the facts, all the history of Thanksgiving as a whole. So we might have to jump over to Medicine Muse and throw something up, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And we could talk for history. really hours on, on yeah, this we could. We kept it really short. Like, yeah, realistically, we didn't even, I mean, on a history level, we didn't even touch on on like, you know, Wounded Knee or, or, or um, Standing Rock or, or Leonard, uh, Leonard Pierre okay. or, or even the current Native American women that are missing all over, like you said, you know, like you and I discussed earlier, was it's still happening, you guys. And it's not, again, it's not just indigenous people. We target indigenous because we, as in America, are taught that pilgrims came over and did all these great things for Native Americans, which wasn't the facts at all, at all. Um, but just simply take the time, dig into your history, look at stuff, like really read and teach your children the truth. Teach your children the truth. Mm -hmm. Stop letting them go to school and be corrupted by an education that does not teach the facts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and those children that know the truth, like I know my, my daughter, she schools her, her fellow students. And she's just like, I told them yeah. that Christopher Columbus was a bad guy <laughs> and he killed our grandmothers and grandfathers. And I'm just like, that's right, baby girl. Get it, girl. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. My mother does the same thing. She's like, you know what they tried to tell me in school today? <laughs> I'm like, you get them, girl. Right. Get them. So, and I want to leave man. you guys with this. Um, you know, we this is really heavy topic, and I I want to really emphasize that the holidays they are about family, and this beautiful message that Michelle is bringing forward of coming together with your family and seeing how your family can help other families because we are a big family. We are all related, okay? Like we're all children of Mother Earth. So how can we support our fellow relatives from different upbringings that might not have it as easy as us and to humble ourselves um, and, and to also be grateful, to realize that how blessed we really are. That's what this holiday really is transformed into is the gratitude, right? The turkey yeah. is uh, giveaway medicine, right? Is, is gratitude. Yeah. So let's, let's give our things away if we are feeling in abundance. Okay. Cause that Absolutely. is a way that the natives would show their wealth actually. By giving yeah. Perfect. So uh, I also want to um, mention that Michelle and I both work with Ancestral Healing, and uh, we both do private ses sessions. Um, Michelle, how would people get a hold of you if they wanted to schedule a session with you? Yeah, so um, you can visit www.medicinemuse.love, um, and you can book appointments there. You can also find us on Facebook. Medicine Muse on Facebook or Nichelle Moonshadow. 
And then also Instagram, of course, just look up Medicine Muse on Instagram and we're there too. So um, definitely reach out. Um, everyone needs healing, everyone. And so I know like you and I both, I, uh, we do distance stuff, we do onsite stuff. Um, it's important, you guys, take care of you first because otherwise <laughs> when you start putting that aside, it'll catch up. For That's sure. right. That's right. And, and just some clarity on what a session would be, um, what modalities you might use or, uh, how, do, how, what is your session like? Oh man. Um, I, everything for, so for me, I do lots of different modalities as far as, um, like ancestral medicine, like feather tapping. Um, uh, we do, I do Reiki, reflexology, massage, hot stone, acupressure, um, chromother uh, chromotherapy, which is color therapies. Um, I do life and spiritual coaching. Um, I, I do hot minerals. So if you want to do onsite, um, especially in the cold season, it's great to go do some uh, hot mineral water healing sessions. Um, there's a whole list. Again, if you visit the website at medicinemuse.love, there's a whole list of services. We have uh, past life regression, dream interpretation. The list goes on. Um, and uh, everything is spirit-based. It, it's all spirit-led. So you may come in, and I may have scheduled you for just a Reiki session, right? And spirit and ancestors come and be like, no, that, that does not serve this client's highest best today. This is what they need. And every time it never fails, the client's like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's what it's about. Again, like I said in the beginning of, the, of our talk and video today is I am just the conduit. I'm just the conduit. That's it. Spirit works That's through right. us. If we're open to it, they allow us to help you. It is not exactly. a matter of me doing anything for you. Exactly. So, that is so right. And yeah, that so is exactly what I do as well. I, I, I work with uh, ancestral healing, and I said a little bit earlier about uh, going back in the timelines to original core wounds. And I work with womb healing and uh, helping women come into right relation with their wombs again, sexual trauma healing especially. And uh, if anybody is interested in contacting me, you can find me through my website, lunablackwolf.com, um, or just send a message through me, to me through Facebook or Instagram. And I also do uh, flute lessons now. Um, so if you're looking to play the Native American flute, I... Um, I'm able to do a private distance sessions in that way. So, um, so many blessings to all of you. I hope you have a beautiful holiday. Nichelle, sending so much yeah, love to you and you, your family. Thank you, sister. Love. Thank you Happy so much for joining me. Sisters. Mm, that's right. Medicine sisters. Aho. Aho. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a beautiful holiday. Aho. Matakwe Austin.